0: Hi everyone, Andrew here. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Inspiration Point. We wanted to let you know that we've been experimenting with some various show formats and going forward, we're going to be sticking to a single topic per episode, but allow the topic to be longer. We want this show to feel like sitting down with your friends and having an interesting, comfortable, casual conversation, tangents and all and the tighter format was making things feel a bit more rushed than we'd like. This episode was the first shot at that, and was recorded as a two-hour session. So you will see this release as Episode 15, Part 1, and the following episode, which we'll release after it, will be Episode 15, Part 2. Beyond that, we will only be recording a single topic at a time, so there won't be further part 1 slash part 2s. When you hear me refer to that in this episode and part 2, just keep this in mind. Thank you all for listening, and let's cue that awesome music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another pretty dang good episode of Inspiration Point. My name is Andrew, and I'm Adam, and uh, we are on episode 15 tonight.
1: It's our it's our quinceanera.
0: Our quinceanera.
1: My uh, my wife would be very proud. Yeah, we're having our quincey. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. <laughs> so super duper exciting.
0: So what's going on, man?
1: Well, you know, um, still trying to brush up on League of Legends. Oh boy, trying to get some sleep. Well, my team's doing really well. You know, I, nice. I coach the esports team at the high school where I teach. Ah, uh-huh. and right now we are basically undefeated this season.
0: Whoa, have you ever and done that
1: before? Yeah, we we went well last year. We went completely undefeated all season long. Wow. And then we lost the championship game. Oh, geez. and I was very disappointed. And it was it was really our game to lose because we had actually beaten that team before. And my guys got really distracted. They got oh, really full of themselves, and they blew it. Pride absolutely comes it. before the fall, man. It it truly does, man. And um, I didn't get as many apologies about that as I would have liked, but I did get one or two well um at least there's some self-awareness in there yeah a little bit a little bit so anyway i've been trying to get used to the new season there's a lot of new items and uh and little rules and stuff and uh do those what, the, often the change? meta shifts well the new season occurs like once a year mm-hmm. so and there's usually some really big change or a series of of changes mm-hmm. it, it it tends to feel like I've, pretty different game i mean it ultimately isn't but you know right they they're significant enough to kind of keep the game fresh hmm. so anyway i i often get really motivated at the start of a season and towards the end i i've quit yet again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, you know it's not like D D where you know it's just that's life at this point sure you know? yeah and and rightfully so but right. it is uh something that that plagues me. It's a love hate relationship that I have with this
0: game. It's it sounds like it sounds like it's a love hate relationship for a lot of people.
1: It really is. It really is because you'll get so frustrated and then you'll immediately queue up for the next game. <laughs> you know, it's because now you've now you've got like something to prove. You want that salty run back. Oh man, and that it really do be like that. Jeez. Um well, anyway, how about your life? How's that going?
0: Oh, it's going good. Um, just working on the next book. Um, both kids are back in school, which is nice. So uh, nice. we at least have a little bit of a peaceful morning. Um, <laughs> so that's that's definitely helpful. Um, Do you guys
1: drop them off? Does the bus come by? How does that
0: work? Oh no, I I get up in the morning and I drop them off. Um. There you go. Then you know I'll usually come back home, make ju- uh my wife some coffee, and uh grab a bowl of cereal, and you know sit down and try to be productive. Good.
1: You good know, you. sounds like a good routine.
0: Yeah, it's 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 nice. I I tell you, I am I'm such a freaking night owl. Um, or like all my instincts point that way. But yeah, man, like. Getting up sucks. But once I am up, it's actually kind of nice. Yeah. 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 Getting up is... That's
1: when you know you're starting to get old, when you're like, you know, this getting up early thing, you know, underrated.
0: Underrated. Well, the getting up, not not underrated. That's awful. But the being up is great.
1: (laughs) The peeling oneself out of the warm blanket. Oh, my God. Quite difficult sometimes. It's it's rough. I've, had, I've had difficulty sleeping lately. Really? It's been it's been harder.
0: Any any particular stuff that's uh that's been bugging you? or
1: Oh yeah. I well I I had a couple of days out of work because I actually went and got to- tested for COVID.
0: <sighs> I'm, I'm assuming that came back negative because I haven't heard anything. It
1: did. <laughs> but it took a long time. It oh, took a long time geez. to get the results so I ended up getting like four total days were off of work oh wow um, which on the one hand's fun but on the other hand that's PTO hours I lose yeah and uh, so that kind of sucks right uh, but anyway so during that time I wasn't doing a lot of moving around right because I wasn't sure how sick I was yeah and I find that if I if I don't expend enough energy during the day, Oh. then I do I will have difficulty sleeping.
0: You got to get yeah. that exercise in.
1: I really do. I really do. You know, and and exercise for me is is you know, it's kind of like getting up, right? Yeah. I mean, that you didn't the listeners didn't know they were signing up for like healthy lifestyle tips, <laughs> but take it from two aging gamers that, you know, waking up early is kind of the bee's knees and also getting your steps in is very important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, and both things will just make you feel a lot better. Yeah. And, uh, and we recommend health. Yeah. So that that way you, can you play may more. game healthily and happily and more because it's, it's
0: hard to game when you're dead.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what are you going to do when you, when you're in the retirement home? You're going to play checkers? Heck no. I'm going to p- take my books with me.
0: Darn right. Darn right. Make a
1: Now half the players won't be aware of what's happening. That's fine. It's all in my head cannon. <laughs> right. And and half the players out there right now aren't don't know what's happening anyway. And since I'm forgetting most of the campaign, it's always fresh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: you know, that that's that's always something that uh like when I played through The Witcher 3, by the time it was over, I was like, "Man, I wish I could just forget" that whole game
1: so it could just be new again
0: but once i'm old and senile everything will be like that.
1: kind of trying to do that with Baldur's gate 3 right now where i'm like okay i'm just like not gonna play it for a long time Mm -hmm. Uh, because i may have overplayed i was wondering if,
0: if you get to that point
1: i was like and i haven't done everything that there is um i haven't well i won't say too much but i have uh I've left some stuff unexplored. Okay. But it's hard to be emotionally attached to a character that I know I'm not going to keep. Yep. Also, no Paladin yet. So, what's the purpose of anything? Oh, man.
0: Are Are they planning on... Like, how much more are they planning on including? Do you know? Oh,
1: man. As I, as I understand, the entire player's handbook is meant to be represented. Really? And then and then a few other things whoa i hope that is true i would like that to be true i would be quite disappointed if i couldn't be a half orc wow i would be very disappointed if it couldn't be i mean like a dragonborn that yeah. would be wonderful
0: yeah that'd be so cool i jeez i i don't know from the get-go i i had the sense that it was um, that they were kind of cherry picking from the PHB, but they weren't actually planning on putting every stinking thing
1: in. But uh, possibly not. But I mean, Alchemist Fire made it in, right? Sure. Um, there is. I, I at least hope they get all the classes in, and and have some like multi-class capability. Like part of the fun is doing the builds, right? So anyway, yeah, uh, what if we uh, should we jump into the inspiration points? Yeah,
0: I've uh, I've got mine ready since we're on our our odd numbered week. Um, And this one is going to be a bit of a something different for us instead of um, instead of uh, analyzing something or doing a deep dive into some kind of topic. I want to try doing something creative and get get your brain engaged and mine and see if we can have some fun coming up with something. Sounds like fun. So, my inspiration point this week is going to be you and I coming up with an idea for a villain. Okay. So, I we can do this one of two ways. We can start from raw scratch, or I rolled on a few tables to give us kind of a little bit of a starting mm. point. Um, okay. So whichever way let, sounds us let, Let's fun. do
1: that one. Let, let's do the random table. Let's start with that. I think that sounds fun.
0: Okay. So you want to hear what results I got?
1: Yeah. Well, let's start with the first one.
0: Okay. So it is a a female orc. I'm with you. All right. Okay. So, her mother and father are both still alive, and she has one sibling that's a sister. Her relationship Mm. with her mother is good. Her relationship with her father is very good. Her relationship with her sister is tepid. She grew up on a farm, which was, that one surprised me, and... In her life, she has encountered, uh, while living on the farm, two uh, difficult times. There was some inter-community violence that resulted in uh, heavy losses for the community. And then, there was a plague that resulted in catastrophic losses. So, those are the things... um, Oh, and the thing that makes her go bad is somehow connected to some sort of test
1: okay i think i got it
0: all right let's let's see where where's our uh where are we gonna jump off
1: well i'm gonna call her ovak all right because that's kind of my go-to female work name ovak's a good sounds Ovoc. strong yeah well i mean come on if you're gonna be at work but uh um, yeah and then if she's yeah if she's running at you you know She's got amazing thighs, by the way. Muscular. She's like a horse. Oh, she's for like sure, so powerful. Long braids. The sides of her head are shaved. You know. Oh maybe yeah. She's got those like dreadlocks coming down. Yeah, she's
0: like a big green Viking.
1: Yeah. 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 Um. So that's that's what I'm picturing. She, her her. It, what's interesting is that in your random table, she has rolled up. Or she she has this positive relationship with her family mm-hmm. who has survived the plague. And I, I think a good for a good villain, that's not a coincidence. Oh. And this this test that she's undergone, I think, is is interesting. Mm. So I think the best villains have have good motivations, right? Oh yeah. And so everyone around you is dying. Would you do anything to keep your family alive? I'll uh, see. There it is. There it is. Yeah. And there it is, right? So this, she could be a warlock. Okay. Which would be, right? Okay, and so she
0: made a pact know, with something to get through the hard
1: times. But, you know, Asmodeus or Mephistopheles or whoever, they're not just going to, you know, answer anyone who knocks. Mm. So there needs to be a proof, right? There needs to be some kind of test. Right. And you have what is probably a good person, but quite desperate. Right. Who is willing to do whatever it takes. And oh I think that could do a lot. And she could do it. And maybe it wasn't easy for her.
2: Mm. Maybe
1: maybe when she did, and I imagine that this test is do something to destroy your own humanity. Oh yeah. Like perhaps, you know, kill an innocent, uh burn down the home of your friend's family. Mm. You know something an, an archdevil would really make you do.
0: Well, if if it's if it's a disease, if it's a plague, what if what if she was told that she had to that the only way to get rid of the disease and survive is that she had to purge all. Everyone suffering from the disease with fire right i could totally see you know somebody who's in dire straits especially who's worried about their family and stuff like that going well you know they're probably gonna die anyway you know they get to a point where their desperation combines with their desire to survive and yeah they certainly and they start justifying it, making excuses in their head. Well, is this really so bad? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm doing them a favor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's all these little justifications. I imagine that the first test is not all or nothing. You know, it's something bad, but smaller. It's a baby step. And then she can do the next thing, and then the next thing, the next thing. Mm. And maybe her sister doesn't have proof of any of this, but she has a feeling. Mm. right or a, or a hint her family doesn't know so right? her sister they just think they're lucky or or got moved but her sister's like i'm getting maybe, bad vibes by the way the sister would be great for a pc yep yeah you could totally and, use that as a uh as a
0: player tie
1: yeah 100 percent. and she's maybe trying to track down her sister who she thinks committed this terrible thing and this ends up being either like a player-driven mini boss, or it is like the big bad evil guy, mm-hmm. and you just because I think good villains are very human and very re- relatable. Oh, right? sure. The best monsters are human. Absolutely, and uh, so that's probably the way I'd play that. Yeah, interesting. Let's and uh, yeah, I like that. I like the the random table to kind of get the juices flowing.
0: Yeah. Um. So once once she's taken out the the she's burned all the victims um what what sends her over into full villainy where does she cross the line
1: yeah i think maybe the desire that this never ever ever happens again right like yeah i think about the fall of anakin skywalker and, and that story and Mm. How he just destroy. It. He just decides to annihilate that entire village of sand people. Yeah, which it, which by the way is punctuated by what occurs in the Mandalorian, and I don't want to spoil, but um, I highly recommend the Mandalorian. I I just caught up uh, with my wife because it's going to humanize certain characters. Man, is it's really good. It's really really good. Sorry, are you fully up to date? Yes. Okay. I've it's. Episodes
0: one, two, and three, right? Yeah, yeah, it's super good. I was I was ticked
1: off that episode three ended where it did, but <sighs> yeah. And did did you watch Clone Wars? Are, are you familiar with that whole thing? I I didn't
0: watch Clone Wars, but I I recognized
1: the character. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like you could just watch like like a clip. Yeah. Compilation on YouTube and save yourself many many hours. Sure, because uh, the Clone Wars is long. It's it's pretty good though. Yeah, I've heard good. I like things. it. You know, in, in both cases, you just you have a story that is made by someone that seems to care yeah. about the source material. Okay, but I don't want to get too off track. Sure, but anyway, I'm thinking and we can get off track. If, that's freaking fine. <laughs> you know, you the like step one. You see someone who's coughing. They're dying. They're old. They have no chance. It's still difficult, mm-hmm. but you kill them for the good of society. And by the way, you know, altruism is a great reason to do terrible things.
0: Oh, sure. It's, the, it's all for the, the good greater of the community. good.
1: Yeah, greater good, right? If, yeah. For those of you that enjoy hot fuds. Oh, yeah. You know, which is... Uh, a favorite of mine i definitely enjoy that film i need to go
0: back and watch those those are terrific
1: the next person is not quite as infirm but still sick mm-hmm. right maybe maybe one of the people you kill is is not terribly sympathetic they're not taking it seriously they're joking around mm-hmm. they're they're around they're touching everything they're obnoxious they they don't cover their mouth when they cough like you're almost happy when that person dies Right right, and then then just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, until the point where you're like, "I need to make sure this has no chance of getting to my family mm-hmm. that this person doesn't look sick, but I know that they were in like distant contact with this other person, right. So it becomes preemptive, yeah, and I think that most of us, regardless of what our sort of ethical philosophy is. Start getting nervous at the idea of preemptive anything.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's like
1: a minority report, you know, the pre-crime exactly. division. Correct. Yeah you That know. that would give you pause, right? To the point oh, yeah. where you be- you start to believe that you are this, you know, judge, right? Oh, you sure. Are, uh, you begin to see yourself differently. You begin to believe a lie, you might say. Yep that you are perhaps chosen to do this by destiny by a higher power by the gods yeah by your king you know, whatever it is I'm doing the world a favor I'm doing the world a favor right and and that's that's good villain stuff oh for sure so plus like if this is a significant villain in your campaign you know have your players walk through their steps you know, as they're performing their investigation, have them, you know, days, months, years behind, you know, but following through that story. Oh, yeah. You pick
0: up little scraps of this, that, and the other thing, you know, people who, you know, were secondhand or, you know, even eyewitness accounts of what happened. People wrote this stuff down in their journals, like, you know, kind of these dodged a bullet moments where, you know, Ovak, the purger came through and yeah, there you go. The purger. And she just is looking for anyone who's, you know, sneezing a certain way. And she starts, you know, building up enough power on her own, because she needs to be able to protect herself from anyone who thinks that they should get in her way. Cause she knows mm-hmm. that everyone else is too stupid to see that what she's doing is for their own
1: good. Furthermore, you know, if this is a big, bad, evil character or or an arch nemesis of one of your heroes, mm-hmm. they need to they should reflect the hero's shadow in some way, right? That's the, the, the storytelling term is the shadow. Mm-hmm. And so it's it would be important for you to present your player character with similar scenarios that they where they can make the right decision by contrast. Ah. Uh. That would be important to find someone sick and then to go through the more difficult quest to find the herb that cures it, mm. right? Or that at least keeps them alive long enough for their immune system to fight back into and and to, or buy time for the cleric to come in. Whatever it is, mm. but you're the person that didn't lose hope, who didn't give up, and wouldn't do the wrong thing mm. for the quote-unquote right reasons.
0: I think what would be what would be very interesting to kind of add on top of mm-hmm. that would be if you can somehow give that player character the same sense of kind of panic or urgency that Ovok has, but give but still give them the opportunity to make the right decision. Because if, I think it makes it all the more impactful if the character or characters who are making, or at least who you hope will make the right choice, if they are as scared of it as Olvok was, Mm -hmm. but she took the wrong path, they take the right one. Because if they're coming at it, but they're like, this isn't really a big deal. You know, we can just get a cleric in here and he'll bing, bomb, boom, you know, just make everybody fine again. Then they're coming at it from a mental space that is where they they don't really.
1: Yeah, maybe the first test that your hero undergoes fails regardless. Mm. Right. You You do the right thing. You buy time. You find the herb. It's too late. Mm-hmm. so is it for nothing right well maybe maybe we feel that way but later on we we come to realize that the safety of your soul mm. was was just as important perhaps more so than the health of their body mm. right the first major victim the play took was Ovok. right in a, in a manner of speaking right and because that's really what stories are about right they're not about monsters you know right are about human challenges you know when do we have the strength of character to do what's right when things are desperate yeah and our and do we have the strength of character furthermore to keep doing the right thing when it doesn't work yeah and we don't get what we want right
0: yeah i mean like what if what if the uh what if it was always going to go bad you know yeah. what if what if the disease is such that um that there is no there is no curing it it's simply treating those who are ill properly, or you right, know, just taking, helping people taking get comfy. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, almost like dealing with like a leper colony or something like that. You know, where it's like this is not going to go away. You're not going mm-hmm. to cure this. These people are in pain. They're in a difficult position, and what you need to do is help take care of them
1: what's really interesting here is you know you you wanted to design a villain and we basically designed a campaign (laughs) yep yep so that could be an interesting way of attacking campaign design start with the bad guy where did the bad guy come from right yeah um it it's it can i think it's pretty cool if you can take the players backstories if they give them to you and then design your villains from there
0: yeah absolutely i i think um you know guy over on uh, how to be a great gm his whole philosophy when it comes to you know campaign design villain design all that stuff he is he he always says um you know somebody wants something and is having trouble getting it right mm-hmm. so yeah, that's
1: a good way of putting it
0: so what i'm wondering is what is it that ovok wants that she's having trouble getting just mm-hmm. being she wants the The world in general to be rid of that disease or any disease in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm.
1: She wants, yeah, she wants safety for her family. Mm. By the way, she should not get it. Oh no, I th- I think that that's extremely important. That the path that she takes should lead to the destruction of her family in a way she didn't expect. Yeah. Oh man, and I think that freaking tragic. That is right. And now imagine you're the PC. You're the sister of ovok, You know, and Ovox like battalion like her army that she's gained control of the cult she's leading whatever it is has haphazardly victimized your family and your final battle is in the burning remnants of your cottage oh right? man <laughs> that's so good <laughs> that's good stuff right wow oh so you are, you already know what your climax is and now you're just filling your campaign with clues Oh man, and you
0: get to follow <laughs> in these footsteps the whole time where like where you can see the progress that she's made. Um and you could even what would be really interesting too is to have them potentially run into Ovok more than once and and have her not necessarily be antagonistic. Like it would be really interesting to have uh to have the PCs and Ovak actually like wind up in the same tavern or like somehow wind up sitting down and just talking.
1: Oh yeah. I mean the the first time we meet Ovak shouldn't be the burning cottage. Oh no no right? no yeah. You know, your sister has come to visit, like you get into the big city, your sister won't, you know, sends you a missive, she wants to meet whatever, or she just happens to you know, walk by or, you know, maybe she's low-key investigating you because she doesn't know who's meddling in her affairs and she doesn't tip her hand but you'll find later that she was the one surprised to discover that you were the one messing up her plans Mm. and so she had to start making adjustments from there you know what if you're sending letters back and forth the entire time and she's talking about someone who is like destroying her dreams and and doesn't know who and you're like man i hope you catch them Oh, I get that man? <laughs> they sound like a total jerk.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you're looking in the mirror one day, and oh, <laughs> oh no! And
1: that could be a great m- moment where all the clues are laid out, and your character's like, "Wait, w- no, no, <laughs> no!" <laughs> uh, and that's a that's a great moment,
0: yeah. Now, something just occurred to me that could that could be really cool, too, is what if the PCs were actually helping the sick and whatnot in a place that Ovac is coming to where at some point they're actually ahead of her mm. and they're there like trying to basically run hospice for these people mm-hmm take care of them and stuff and Ovak comes a knocking and it becomes this whole thing where you know she tries to talk her sister out of it you know like Ovak is talking to her sister and basically saying look you know you got to understand what a big freaking problem this is you know you should join me help me and then obviously you know that's a it's a time where the pc can gets challenged like that and i mean what a twist it would be if the gm running ovac actually made like these really compelling arguments and the pc was like
1: yeah <laughs> sounds like you got a point yeah, that, that all makes sense You're like oh yeah i i've done that once or twice <laughs> <laughs> where i've you know flip the script or was like is my is my villain too right <laughs> right <laughs> it's- yeah have i created uh, you know enough counter examples that show that they're not always right uh or did i just completely make their case the entire campaign um so be careful but at the same time it it is interesting you know and, and it raises deeper philosophical questions that are fun to make themes about your games like you know because basically what you have is utilitarianism versus deontology right the idea of things are good because they provide the most positive outcomes Mm. versus things certain actions are inherently good or evil uh regardless of outcome Mm. right and that is a uh that's a strong theme to follow it's the difference between spider-man and venom Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways do
0: do right. the Venom ends is justify the means? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: Venom is a is a hard utilitarian and and kind of a wacky cannibal. But <laughs> that stuff aside, he's you know utilitarian and but Peter Parker isn't. Peter Parker believes that killing is wrong, even if that means killing carnage, which would you know mathematically seem to be a net good for the universe,
0: right? Well, and you know you have the same kind of deal with you know batman and joker too right you know you have this
1: well joker ha- is has no interest oh, in doing anything sure, good sure. Right? <laughs> but
0: you know more looking at batman's refusal to to kill right. joker even though it's like look i'm pretty sure the world would be a better place if this guy was not
1: around was not around but then cuz then the question is what does that do to batman and that's something that yeah You get to explore with his father in in the Flashpoint story in the alternate universe, Mm. uh, where his father is this lethal version of Batman, because in their timeline, Bruce dies Uh. instead of him. He loses his wife. Well, and his wife actually becomes a Joker in that storyline, which is interesting.
0: What the what? Okay, I need to go read that. (laughs) You gotta read some comics,
1: bro. (laughs) I, I have. I've read. Or just go on YouTube and watch Comics Explained, you know? Like, those are always good. But, okay, Flashpoint. We'll check yeah, it out. Flashpoint. Yeah, there's some, there's some interesting alternate universe stuff with, with Batman and his family. Oh, jeez. I can't... His, his mom is the Joker. What? What? You know, and, and this is a, a, a also a political question that, you know, we've had to ask in, in real life a lot of times, like... You know, should we torture prisoners that mm. uh, may have information that can stop terrorist acts? Like, regardless of how you feel, that's an interesting question. Yeah, that's very true. So, and that's going to create some some conflict. You know, it's it's way less interesting when you just have the big evil guy who just wants to destroy the universe because, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like... And he and he twirls his mustache, and then then you kill him. I mean, there can still be meaningful story stuff there. Yeah, certainly along the way. But it, it it wouldn't. Your story wouldn't be a about that villain. That villain is not a a foil to anyone. Right. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't reflect the the hero. Yeah. I. You know. The, a lot of this stuff is very on the nose in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is like classical storytelling right like epic fantasy storytelling Mm -hmm. and you know uh, you have luke skywalker literally going into a a cave to meet his father kill him and the helmet is removed to reveal his own face right like it's it's like joseph campbell wrote it himself (laughs) yeah you know it is heavy-handed symbolism and meaning Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah
0: villain stuff is so it's so interesting um and i think you know you can you can get as as deep as you like to or or keep it as shallow as you want but
1: um uh so you know let's do you want to go further with this do we want to do a different one like what do you what do you think you want to keep playing with the story and and just hey listeners you know uh here's a campaign that we just made up for you. Like, l- just steal it. It's fine.
0: You know, let's try another one, and I'm going to have you roll. Do you have dice at your desk?
1: Yes, I do. I I I have my metal dice. Yeah. That have pokey corners. Yeah, those are the <laughs> best.
0: Anytime you leave your office, you just toss a couple of those D4s on the So you're going to hear it. On the floor. Okay. So... Kind of on top of my Eberron book here. All right. So... We're gonna see what race they are give me a d10 roll all right a d10 seven seven eh, it's a half orc reroll we just did
1: orc or <laughs> half orc is the best race in dnd fight me <laughs> um two
0: two a dwarf okay dwarf
1: all right so uh
0: like roll a d6 uh one to three is male uh Four to... Three. All right, so male dwarf, odds, uh, mom is alive, evens, she's not. Odd. Okay, mom's alive, same for dad. Even. Dad is not alive. Okay. All right, D4, to see how many siblings this guy has. Four. Wow, a lot of siblings, okay.
1: This guy had to raise his siblings when dad died. Okay. Okay, and then... At least that's that's the first idea that pops into my head. Yeah, absolutely. Which, according to Pixar, you should not adopt.
0: <laughs> well, we don't got that well, we'll see. kind of time. <laughs> and then, let's see. What are their relationships? Because this is where things get good. Uh, okay. So, the relationship with... These folks are, did I turn to the wrong page? I did. What
1: What are you using, by the way? What are you rolling from? I am
0: pulling different uh, tables from Spectacular Settlements, actually. But I am looking at, uh, like, for their relationship, I am looking on page, uh, where was it? 225, where... It's in the Capitals chapter, and it's looking at the relationship uh, with the people that the nobility and the city have. But the table's general enough where you can look at it and use it for a relation, any kind of relationship. So, like, roll a, roll a D20 for um, this guy's relationship with his mom. 19. Very good. So, he... He gets on really, really well with uh, with his with his mom. And then roll roll four more times real fast. By the way, what do you have to roll to get Edipal? Oh man, <laughs> three. Okay, so first sibling very bad.
1: Okay, twelve.
0: Second sibling is meh,
1: tepid. Six. Third sibling is bad. Okay, I think I'm getting uh-huh. the hang of the scale. Yeah. And eighteen. Eighteen is very good. So right.
0: One of the four siblings. One of the four siblings is like very happy with uh with this guy, but two of them are very not. And I'm guessing that this dwarf is probably probably a bit overbearing.
1: you know let's do something a little. Lo- I have an idea. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna steal this right from Dragon Age. Cool. <laughs> Uh, this is a dwarven king. Okay. Yeah, his father died. Okay. And the reason why his relationship with his siblings is tenuous, uh huh, is because of politics. Because of power,
0: they all want the top they spot. They all
1: want it, except for the ones that don't, or they're feigning that they don't. Oh, right. Or they're or they're so far down the line, they're just unconcerned. Hmm. Right. And that could be interesting because you essentially have a family of five. Father's dead. Yeah, and and what was interesting the way we that we rolled it in order, it seemed like there. Were, well, I guess the order didn't matter, but we could say that the older ones are the ones that don't like you. Yeah, and the younger ones are the ones that do. Mm. Right,
0: because because the uh, the younger ones they weren't really in line for for it anyway.
1: Right, they weren't in line for it anyway. Or it, again, it could be you know the smile with the dagger behind the back, right? Mm. They're they've only been pretending to be your friend or the villain's friend this whole time.
0: Now is this my? I think with with inheritance and stuff like that, when it comes to royalty, our default a lot of the times is birth order inherits. Like right. if you're the firstborn. Typically, if you're the yeah, firstborn it's, it's son. it's simple. Um, but if that was the case, the youngest siblings, if they really wanted to take the top spot, they'd have to murk everyone above them.
1: Right. So maybe they're like, okay, big brother, you know, I'm with you no matter what, because I'm loyal to you. Even though, low-key, that's their way of saying, if you need to fight back against our other siblings, I'm going to help you with that. Yeah. And then that way I make my way to the top or maybe it's not even their intention. Mm. Right. It's just that now that the middle two kids are out of the picture, I'm actually one step away. Right. Right, And then that, that temptation poisons their mind. Right. Like there's a lot of ways to play that. Yeah.
0: And then on top of that, you know, you could definitely have um, folks who don't want the top spot because of the attention that it brings, and they'd much rather be like an invisible number two or number three who basically gets to just enjoy all the benefits of being basically part of the royal family without having to actually be the king or queen and have all that, uh, all that potentially bad attention. Because if something goes sideways, you know. Everyone looks at the king and goes, you messed up. Nobody, you know, looks at his younger brothers and goes, oh, yeah, you know, this was your responsibility because it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So if they get in good with the king and the king deals with the middle brothers or sisters um, who might be causing trouble, the younger ones look at this more as a we're going to make sure that we are in an advantageous position because having the king's favor is very, very good.
1: Right. Um, you know, it could also be a thing where maybe only one of the siblings is really bad. Mm. But it but it causes paranoia. Yeah. Cause that's something we see in history a lot, right? Or even from other stories that the the king or the dictator, or the emperor Becomes paranoid and unreasonably so. Yeah. To the point where everyone becomes an enemy, you know, or order must be maintained no matter what. And when we then we can have a discussion about, well, what, how much order is too much? Like what should be the balance between order and liberty? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an interesting question that, that you can make the themes of your story. Oh, yeah. um You know, is this, is this king descends into madness? And again, Here's a great place for a player character to exist. You are the youngest sibling on a quest to perhaps save your brother from himself. Hmm. Right? Like you're you're trying to redeem him the whole time. Maybe maybe you succeed, or maybe you can't. Like, well, it's hard to say. And then you maybe you have to face being this reluctant king or queen. Yeah, that's true. And that could be interesting. Again, stealing from <laughs> Dragon Age, like yeah, it turns out I might be the bastards under King Merrick. Um, <laughs> probably will <won't> come up. <laughs> I'm
0: sure it's not a big Alistair. deal. Alistair. <laughs> give me a uh give me a D20 roll. Uh six. Six. Ah, okay. I made a uh, a new table that I'm gonna be putting into the new book that I'm working on. And it's a a uh rollable table of themes where you can basically just roll and it'll give you some kind of general theme that you can have in the back of your mind when you're rolling up all this other stuff. So your six landed on duty. So that mm-hmm. is, that's interesting that um, basically what's going to make the king go bad is duty is going to be involved. And mm-hmm. his sense of responsibility, his sense of obligation,
1: um, you know. A wonderful show about this theme, actually, is The Crown on Netflix. Uh-huh. And, you know, The Crown's about Elizabeth II. Right. And, and the royal family. And, and we all scoff at the royal family. And there's a lot to scoff, don't get me wrong. Sure, But really, the whole theme of the show is her having to basically repeatedly ruin her sister's life <laughs> in order to like preserve the dignity of the monarchy. Jeez. You know? And it's it's actually fascinating. And I I've I've just watched the first episode of the new season and I'm absolutely blown away already. I I can't wait to keep watching it. Uh Jillian Anderson is uh margaret thatcher mm. this season so i'm quite excited about that
0: my wife watched it a bit and she loves it i mm. haven't i haven't sat down to watch it yet but
1: yeah give it give it a chance uh your wife will appreciate it um it's it's uh it's like i don't know i don't want to say it's game of thronesy but it is kind of somewhere between game of thrones and uh downton abbey in a way right but they're you know but the the sex and violence is so minimal oh sure right it's it doesn't have that HBO. Hey, we got to get ratings. Yeah, you know, kind of pitch. It's just there's a lot of implied sex or violence. Mm. So it's definitely like something you can sit down and and watch pretty comfortably. Nice.
0: Yeah, something you could turn on with with your folks in the room and it won't get weird.
1: Now I and I I have no idea. How, yeah, exactly. I have no idea how um, accurate it is. I don't care. Right. Sure. For me, it's just a story. But anyway, yeah, duty is an easy thing for a king or a queen or whatever to be at odds with their own family, Mm -hmm. with their own morals, with their, you know. Okay, you have to uphold the law, but now it's your brother who's breaking it. What do you do? Mm -hmm. And maybe your brother has very good reasons for doing so. Yeah, that's... But you picked lawful neutral (laughs) on your paper. (laughs) So what are you gonna do, sucker? (laughs) You're gonna do... What are you going to do? What's more important, the law of the land or the law of the code of your family? There you go. Right? Like, what is that?
0: Yeah, what What law matters most?
1: And, you know, the, this this uh, this new king, he could be reflecting perhaps the less appealing ideas of his father. Mm. And so you get to have the daddy issues, right? You get to have someone who is doing these things in a way to spiritually connect with his father who he misses terribly. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you you could go really one of two ways with that. You could you could have him taking this opportunity to make up for what he thinks his father lacked.
1: Mm, right? Or has something to prove. Right,
0: like, "Oh man, if dad had only done blank, we wouldn't be in this situation if- or
1: if he wasn't such a fool.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're trying to, to do what he's trying to do, what he feels his father should have done all along. Or
1: like his father was like a king must stand on the front lines. If he has to send men to war, right. Or he needs to be yeah. involved in the battle for, for honor's sake, you know, and and that's good leadership. And his son is not that way. And he goes, no, you failed in your duty. Because you died. Yeah. And so I'm going to do what is right by not fighting. But then he becomes detached from war. Yeah. Which enables him to make, let's call them, tough decisions. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or you could go the flip side and say instead of him um, trying to make up for what his father lacked, instead... He could have so, um, he could be, he could feel so beholden to his family and to, uh, what he feels his father's expectations would be that he tries to rule like his father, even though he feels differently in his gut and in his heart. So,
1: yeah, it kind of makes me. Think of Kylo Ren a little bit, you know, back when he was interesting before they ruined his character. Oh. And, and uh, you know, he's, like, talking to the helmet like yeah. Hamlet is is speaking to York. You know, it would, you know, he, there's this great statue of his dwarven father that he speaks to mm-hmm. in these like, exposition scenes, right? Or perhaps he's overheard speaking to another person, and people wonder if the king has gone mad. Right but it's really just him coping. Yeah. Right. And it's like, how do this, I do this? How do I be you? Yeah. What would you have done? Mm. And maybe he's wrong about what his father would have done. Right. Cause we don't truly know our fathers at a young age. Right. And that's, uh, and that's really interesting. So oh, and
0: that's, that's another thing you can play with too. Like how old is this guy? You know, mm-hmm. cause if, if he is a kid, you know, and he is the oldest, that also means, you know, you've got these younger siblings who, you know, some of which might even be babies. Um
1: Or they or maybe he died when he was a child, but now they're all adults. Right.
0: So right. so you've got some of the kids remember dad where the younger ones don't. Mm. That's interesting too.
1: That is interesting. They're like Right, like why can't you just be your own person? Well, you just wouldn't get it. You didn't. Know you him. didn't know him. Yeah.
0: And then the older. And then mom's
1: like, neither of you knew him. <laughs> neither of you knew him. Yeah. I barely knew him. Right. Oh man, these these that could be really interesting. as, you know a family you know ends up coming together to learn the truth about father.
0: Man, that these poor dwarves.
1: So this has to be all dwarf party. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> this is a this is a
1: dwarven campaign campaign right that would be pretty pretty awesome yeah maybe maybe one person could be a gnome okay well you gotta have one Um, you gotta have the token outsider but like uh or have a goliath in there it's really 10 you know really uh, you gotta have the touch and go because you have a giant blooded person the rock theme you gotta have Groot yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) he is Groot uh it, yeah. So anyway, that's fun. I like cool. I like using random tables. And that's one thing I really like about Spectacular Settlements is that you roll on the tables and at first you almost feel silly like this isn't going to create anything. <laughs> like I may remember all this, but then you start filling in all the gaps and then your yeah. brain starts moving and it's uh and it's really fun. Yeah. It's a fun exercise for a DM. Well, good. Now what what I just need is an electronic interface that works with all this that I can keep somewhere handy for all my DM pains. Yeah,
0: that'd be, that'd be real nice. I wish I had money to pay a programmer. (laughs) Oof. Oof. But anyway. Hey everyone, Andrew here again. Thanks for listening to part one of episode 15. The following episode we will release will be called episode 15 part two. And then any episodes beyond that, will be episode 16, 17, 18, and so on. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you found us. And if this is your first time listening, be sure to download and check out our other episodes. You should be able to find us on most major podcast platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. If you listen via iTunes, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think. You can find our website at inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com. Dot com. and we're also on facebook.com slash inspiration point podcast and we're on twitter at ip cast lastly please make sure to check out our patreon at patreon.com slash inspiration point you can join us at the five dollar tier which will give you access to basically everything we offer including mailbag requests access to our Discord channel and all kinds of other great things. Or you can join at the $100 tier, which is exactly the same as the $5 tier, except the one major difference that Adam will be running a custom campaign for you and any others who join at that tier. And it will be complete with character arcs and a custom story and everything. And you'll be able to game with us. So Thank you all one final time, and just remember, until next time, stay inspired.
1: Bye!